Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Welcome into Canty and Carlin on this Monday. You're listening to ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Alongside Vanessa Richardson, I'm Michelle Smallman. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And the defections from the Pac-12 continued. The dominoes continued to fall. We got news today that ACC leaders are set to begin exploratory discussions on the potential additions of Cal and Stanford to the conference. We welcome in our ESPN college football reporter, Adam Rittenberg, to break all of this down with us. Adam, thank you so much for the time. How did this happen with Cal and Stanford and the discussions with the ACC? What's going to happen next with the Pac-12? Right. Well, you know, the ACC ha- has been looking at some of these options more quietly for, for quite some time um, and trying to be as nimble as it can to pay attention to the realignment landscape. But now, we know that Cal and Stanford are in a desperate situation, being two of only four remaining members in the Pac-12. They were both looked at briefly by the Big Ten presidents last week, but ultimately left out in favor of just Washington and Oregon. And I think the door is pretty much closed, at least for the time being, with the Big Ten, uh, which has looked at Cal and Stanford a few times. So it would certainly be unusual, but we're in an age of unusual moves, and geography just doesn't matter as much, it seems like to these sets of presidents and these conferences, you know, it's just hard to imagine Cal and Stanford, you know, ha- other than playing one another across the bay in California, having to, to travel really across country for almost every road game. I know that a lot is being made about Washington and Oregon doing that. This would be even another level of travel and logistical nightmares. But from a presidential standpoint, and again, presidents and chancellors ultimately make these decisions, there's a lot of attractiveness to those two institutions you're joining any conference. Presidents love to be associated with Stanford and Cal and what they've meant from an academic standpoint, also uh, from an overall athletic standpoint. So it'll be interesting to see how these discussions go. They're not necessarily new, but they've reached a different level because of the situation out West. What does the future of the college football playoff look like? Let's say in Two years when all of this is said and done, and when you have—I mean, I'm, I'm based in Houston. You have UH joining the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, like, what is it going to look like? Because I feel like it's going to be unrecognizable. Well, again, the college football playoff is still on track to be a 12-team system beginning in 2024. The interesting thing will be what the actual selection criteria is. Uh, you know, right. right now it was—it was you know the, the the five power conference champions plus the top-rated. A group of five team plus six at large berths. Um, it's hard to envision that exact format being uh, in place given the situation with the Pac-12. So, do they go to a five and seven system where you know uh, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big Twelve champions are in, and then the top-rated group of five champion, and then seven at larges? Do they go to six and six with two, you know, essentially uh, berths outside of the Power Five? A conference, power four, I guess it would be. Or do they go to a system where it's just 12 at-larges, which would, which would basically be what we have right now 
instead of four, it would be 12. I, I don't think that that's ultimately going to get enough support. But all these options are on the table. You know, It's too late to completely revamp the college football playoff uh, for 2024 <laughs> and, and 2025. There obviously can be some tweaks going forward, but uh, I think that it's mostly going to be in the selection criteria that might change slightly for those first two editions of the expanded playoff. We're talking about college football realignment with our ESPN college football reporter, Adam Rittenberg, who's joining us here on Canty and Carlin. And if you're just tuning in, the latest news is that ACC leaders are are set to begin exploratory discussions on the potential additions of Cal and Stanford to the conference. And Adam, you mentioned the travel. What are you hearing behind the scenes about the logistics and how complicated all of this could get with the travel of these student athletes? Right. Well, there's certainly a lot of work being done. You know, the thing with the Big Ten is that they'd already started the work in, in, in a sense because they knew USC and UCLA were coming into the conference in all sports. And so they've had their discussions about shared charters and you know, trying to make the schedules as, as easy as possible for the, for the athletes and coaches so that it's not just so taxing on their time and energy. Uh, but now they're going to have to amplify that with two more schools from the West Coast. And in a sense, it's a little easier just because you have uh, you know, you know some, some, some programs and, and travel trips, rather, that, that are more familiar to those, you know, former Pac-12 schools. Uh, but, but again, ACC, you know, that's in these discussions, are going to have these discussions about Cal and Stanford. They have to um, look at the travel and the logistics and how it will work out. And they don't have the, the overall revenue that the Big Ten has given its media rights situation. And so, you know, this is what you, why you have conference staffs and why you ideally have good alignment in your conference to figure these things out. But it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, right now the Big Ten, which, you know, less than two months ago put out its 2024 and 2025 football schedules is having to redo some of those because now you have 18 teams in the league, at least for now. Maybe that number grows, but you had 18 mm-hmm. now and it was 16 a few weeks ago. And, and you're going to have to revise those schedules. So that a lot of work getting done at these conference offices. Is it time for college football just to be separate? I mean, like, why do why are we going to have a UCLA softball player traveling to Rutgers? Like, I, is it is that ever going to be a possibility? And you have the sources, you know the conversations going on. Has that been discussed? It has been discussed. I thought there was real momentum, honestly, uh, last spring twenty uh, spring of 2022. And then it sort of went back to, well, we have to work with the NCAA and in the construct of the NCAA. And there's you know, longtime administrators that, that, that have pretty good arguments as to why it shouldn't break away. But I think we're in that stage now where, where these conferences, and I wouldn't even call them conferences, you know, especially the Big Ten, it's more of a conglomerate or a blob or however term you want to league. But it's not a league. A, a league implies intimacy. A league implies we play each other a lot. That's not going to happen with an 18 team or a 20 team or a 2014 conference. So I, I, I think that uh, eventually uh, that that's where this is all headed. And I think it could be a good thing under the circumstances because of those other sports, but it would possibly create an opportunity for those other sports to go back to, you know, the way it's been, which is, you know, playing regional schedules, playing teams in, in, in their parts of the country, those rivalries. Uh, it doesn't, it's someone who grew up in California it's, it's silly to me that UCLA and Arizona aren't going to play in basketball or softball. I mean, those are two you know, dominant programs in those two sports, and they're not going to play now annually because of these uh, you know, uh, 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 conference changes. So I, I hope that it does because I, I think that we're done with um, you know, trying to hold on to uh, you know, really having the true semblance of a league you know, with, with some of these conferences going 
coast to coast and having so many different members just do the math, at least in football, uh, you're not going to play each other that often. And then in all the other sports, it becomes even harder to put together a schedule that's going to work year to year. Last thing for you, Adam, I just want to get a wellness check from the Pac-12. What are you <laughs> What are you hearing out of the Pac-12? Are, are these schools happy that they got a spot on a boat as this thing seems to be uh, eroding in front of us? Is there mourning that the Pac-12 is eroding? What are you hearing out of the, out of the members of the Pac-12? There, there's definitely mourning. If you, if you hear some of the, especially the public press conferences that these presidents give, and again, the presidents, you don't hear from them that often. But when you make a move like this, they have to address it. And you heard especially someone like Michael Crow, the president of Arizona State, who literally had been the most loyal Pac-12 person you know, throughout all the tumultuous uh, last 10 years. And former commissioner Larry Scott, he stayed loyal to him and was loyal to George Klyovkov and loyal to the league. And you're know, talking about, well, we just had to do this in the end. We didn't want to do it. We wanted to stay together. We thought we could stay together. And ultimately, it didn't work. You know, Washington's president, I think she's been at the university for, for almost 40 years, not as the president the entire time, you're, you're saying how heart-wrenching it was to leave the Pac-12 because that's a, a league that's more than 100 years old. It, it's a great regional conference. It's a conference I grew up watching, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in California. And it's, it's really sad uh, that a lot of you – know, but again, on the flip side, they, they add this is what was best for our, our school. This gives us stability. This gives us the visibility from a media rights standpoint, being on you know, linear television – so, you know, they, they qualify it all, but there's certainly some pain. Uh, if, you're, if you were the president who was in charge at the time that your school left the, big, uh, left, left the Pac-12 for good, that's going to go down in history, and all their names are going to be attached to it. Well, it's changing so fast. We'll be sure to keep everyone <laughs> updated as this continues to evolve. The latest is that ACC leaders are expected to begin exploratory discussions on the potential additions of Cal and Stanford to the conference. Great information and insight from our ESPN College Football reporter, Adam Rittenberg. Adam, thank you for the time. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Alongside Vanessa Richardson, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, and it's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We just learned from ESPN sources that Arizona State and Utah have both formally applied for Big 12 membership. Florida State does not have long there in the ACC. Meanwhile, you see the Pac-12 schools scrambling like roaches at night. Well, that's a visual, Vanessa Richardson. The Pac-12 schools, you know, scrambling like roaches at night. But it almost feels like that. To me, this, it feels like Noah's Ark. Like, the boat is leaving. And if you do not get on the boat, you're going to be left behind. And we're seeing every single school in the Pac-12 jump on a boat while they can. Again, the latest is that Cal and Stanford have begun exploratory discussions with the ACC about joining the conference. And it just feels like it's inevitable, Vanessa, but it feels wrong. It doesn't feel right to think of Cal and Stanford going to the ACC, not only from a travel and logistics standpoint, from a culture standpoint. It all just feels like this is moving so fast, and it and it feels like... It's not meant to be this way, but that it's also something we can't stop. I thought that Kate Scott uh, had a very, very good thread on Twitter about, you know, don't forget about the people at Pac-12 Network. Don't forget about the people that work uh, for the Pac-12 in general and how much they've tried to build and what this means for them. 
Don't forget about the humanity. Don't forget about the, the kids that are on scholarships or that are set to be on scholarships who picked a certain school because they wanted their mom and dad to be able to drive and see them play. And now they're finding out that they're not going to be playing in that region at all. Um, this is a really big deal. It's going to change a lot. It's going to change the academic structure. I would have to imagine a lot of student athletes are going to have to take online classes um, because they're going to be traveling. They're going to be gone for maybe weeks at a time. I knew that it would happen. I think we all did. I did not think that it would happen this quickly, Michelle. And I thought that there would be a little more, uh, and this is naive, but shall I say couth? I thought <laughs> that there would be a little bit more of a plan for those in the Pac-12. And yeah, I mean, you're talking about a conference that's been around since like over 100 years Yeah, um, that's falling apart. And it's really sad. We just spoke with Adam Rittenberg about the members of the Pac-12 mourning this erosion. And even though there has been discussions for quite some time about the possibility of all of this, think about how quickly this all went down. So I was on the air from noon to three right here on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas on Friday. And we broke the news about Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten. Since then, not only did Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah have gone to the Big 12. And now we're talking about Cal and Stanford to the ACC. Those are our, that's the Pac-12, essentially. And in what, four days, three and a half days, we've watched almost every single one of these programs find a different landing spot. It's just crazy the way that this is all developed. And there's so many questions that lay before everyone here about what these new conferences are going to look like. What about the significant travel expense, the logistics, the scheduling? It's very, very complicated. And I don't feel like it's going to be a simple transition with all of this. I think that it's it's going to be some rough seas. I think there's going to be some rough waters ahead as all of this stuff gets ironed out. Well, and we've talked about it just it's with this is a football move, right? This is so clearly a football move. In fact, it's about a year and a half ago when it was announced that University of Houston was leaving the AAC for the Big 12. Men's basketball coach Kelvin Sampson, I remember I was at the press conference, super honest, just said, this is a football move. This isn't for us. And you know what? He's right. So if we're at that point, let's just have football be separate. This is for television deals. All of these presidents, as Adam said, these chancellors of the universities want to leave their mark and they want to be the president that gets them to the SEC or to the uh, Big 12 or to the Big 10, whatever. That's great. But it's at the point to where every other sport, except for football, this doesn't make sense for. Right. So I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of people frustrated. Obviously, the money will be flowing, so the people at the top will be fine. But the student-athletes are going to be suffering, um, and I think that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a shame that so many other student-athletes are being impacted by what is so clearly a football decision. And there, there's so many things to be sad about in the wake of all this one for me Vanessa is all of these amazing geographic rivalries that just mm. seem to be forgotten about that is just one of the best parts about college sports is the healthy rivalry with your neighbor and so many of those are getting thrown away in all of these this this evolution of what we're seeing and I just 
I wonder if that's going to diminish the feel of college sports, if it's going to diminish what we know to be the identity of college sports. I mean, I know what to expect when I watch SEC football. I know what to expect when I watch Pac-12 football. There's a certain brand that you get when you tune into these various conferences. And as they continue to change and evolve, it's it's just throwing a bunch of things. It's like an arranged marriage. We're just throwing things together yeah. and hoping that it works and hoping that it can be successful and hoping that we can find a vibe. And I just don't like it. I don't I understand why if you're Cal and Stanford that you have to make this move. I understand if you're Oregon and Washington why you want to make this move because you have bills to pay and you have people that you're responsible for from a financial standpoint and getting the financial stability from the Big Ten or an ACC or now a Big 12 is important as this goes down. But there's just there's just a lot getting lost through the cracks in all of this. Arranged marriage at this point, I'd probably be better off doing that for our conversation earlier. But yeah, no, I do agree that it is going to feel extremely forced. And you nailed, you hit the nail on the head too with the culture. There is a certain blue collar Midwest culture to the Big Ten. When I think of West Coast and all that, you think of the Pac-12, right? And, and we just heard Adam say it. He grew up in California. It's going to be weird to have certain, you know, universities not playing each other as well. IU Kentucky, when is that going to happen again? I mean, it's just one of those things to where a lot is going to be impacted. We we know it's about the almighty dollar, follow the money, et cetera, et cetera, all of the cl- cliches that are true. But I just feel like we might be losing, and Mizzou's coach is, is the one that said it best. It's like, did they ask student athletes how they felt about this mm-hmm. and and how this was going to impact them? It's all about TV deals. We're going to see a shift in the broadcasts. I do think the college football landscape and and format eventually is going to have to change. Maybe not next year or the year after that, but eventually for sure. If you want to weigh in on this, please give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Did your school just defect somewhere else? What do you feel about the Pac-12? Are you an ACC fan that doesn't want Cal and Stanford to join? If you're, Are you a Big Ten fan that feels weird about av- adding all of these West Coast schools? We want to hear from you. You can join in on the conversation here on Canteen Carlin. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, Saturday night was fight night. We saw UFC. We had a little WWE, some boxing, and baseball. There was a baseball brawl. We're going to talk about it. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. What an unbelievable call from WTAM 1100. It was fight night Saturday night. You didn't expect there to be a baseball brawl on Saturday, Vanessa Richardson, but indeed we got it. We're going to talk about it now. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. So the Guardians and the White Sox, they had had some some tension brewing for the past couple days, and it all exploded on Saturday. So it it was insane between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. We we kind of heard parts of it there, but I'm going to rewind it from the beginning. So you had Ramirez <laughs> in the bottom of the sixth inning, sliding in safely on an RBI double. Tim Anderson was hovering above him. He tagged him hard as Ramirez slid in between his legs. You see the two get up, they're jawing at one each uh, one another, and then within seconds, Vanessa, the gloves are down, the fists are up, and they start fighting one another. Ramirez connects with Anderson. He goes down. Everyone on the team gets involved. Benches clearing brawl that went on for a while, and it was just quite a scene. That was a brawl that we haven't seen in baseball in a while. I didn't like it. I loved it. Now, listen, <laughs> I don't ever want anybody to get hurt. This is true. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But what do we always hear about baseball, Michelle? We hear that it's not, you know, baseball's not good at marketing its superstars, marketing its players. We have the pitch clock that was just implemented games up. They want to make baseball. This is fun. This gets people going. Would I rather there have not been punches thrown? Sure. But at the same time, you know, Tim Anderson all of a sudden going on his little tweet rampage. There just was a lot of entertainment. The fact that it was the same night as an actual fight helped. But I love passion. I love the fire. Um, And I I love when the bench is clear. I like guys having their teammates back, even though you know some of them probably didn't agree with Tim Anderson. They still, somebody I think physically had to carry Tim Anderson away from the fight. So, yeah, it was drama. It was dog days of summer. We'll take any topic we can get. Absolutely. Um, So we did have some repercussions, though, as much as it was fun for us to watch. And it was a a, certainly a headline making situation. 
there's always consequences, Vanessa, and we got them. So Tim Anderson was suspended six games, Jose Ramirez three, and Emmanuel Classe one game for their part in the brawl on Saturday between the White Sox and the Guardians. Let's hear from Jose Ramirez, third baseman for the Guardians, about what Tim Anderson was doing that led up to the inevitable fight. I think he's been disrespecting the game for a while. It's not from yesterday, from before. And I've been having the chance to tell him during the game, don't do this stuff, that's disrespectful, don't start tagging people like that. Because in reality, we're here trying to find ways how to provide for our families. And when he does the thing that he does on the basis, he can get somebody out of the out of the game. So for me, I was telling him to stop doing that. And then as soon as the play happened, he tagged me again really hard, more than needed. And then he just, he had reactions like he said, I want to fight. And I, if he wanted to fight, I just had to defend myself. And as we heard, down goes Anderson. So Jose Ramirez outlines that really well. This has been going on for a while. He addressed it with Tim Anderson, said, hey, I don't like that. Don't tag me that way. Tim Anderson kept doing and then doing it, and then this is the result. Yep. I mean, look, was Tim Anderson asking for it? I don't like to say anybody was ever asking for anything, but if you have already had a little bit of a verbal scuffle with the player – um, that's what's going to happen. We had it a couple weeks ago in Houston when the Astros played the Rangers. I was doing the pregame and postgame show. There were no punches thrown. Very, very important to point out that it was a little bit of a different situation. Mm-hmm. But the bench is cleared. It's a rivalry. They're in contention for the AL West. You know, with the Guardians and the White Sox, you're talking about two teams that are scratching their way as well. So I think tensions are high. It's August. Any baseball player will tell you that August, when it's really hot, it's stressful, they're trying to keep their nutrition up. There's a lot going on here. Jose Ramirez, I thought, um, you know, that was a heck of a punch. And if you watched the slow-mo on Twitter, Michelle, of of Tim Anderson, like, kind of walking away, it was almost like he was drunk. He got TKO'd, no question. He did. And you heard that outstanding call from Tom Hamilton on WTAM 1100 coming in. Shout out to Tom. What a call. From soup to nuts, for real. I From the hit <laughs> to the down goes Anderson. That was an exceptional call. That is that is someone who is elite at their craft, right? But you heard the call. We heard the call. Guardians manager Terry Francona heard the call. And he liked it. Here's what Tito had to say. You know, it's not, it, it's really, it's not funny. But when I came in, I'm listening to Hammy. It's hard not to chuckle. I mean, it's, but, you know, again, it's not funny, but boys will be boys. It's not funny, but. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. I had not heard that sound bite before. That is hilarious because he does everything except for say, yeah, it was freaking hilarious. I love that from Tito. And it was an amazing call. Play-by-play men or and women earn their money. When there is an unexpected moment and you have to call for the people watching, the people that maybe don't have the best vision and they're listening, you have to describe to them what's going on and take them to the scene of the crime, pun intended. He did that. Great call. Epic. Should win an award. Absolutely. But let's go back to Tim Anderson and this. So Mm -hmm. he had been trash talking. He had been tagging hard. Jose Ramirez had spoken to him about it, right? And it was this culmination. It was building, it was building, it was building. You you saw when they stood up and those two squared off, he was immediately gloves up and then he gets knocked out. He gets knocked to the ground. It's part of this call 
down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. If you're Tim Anderson, how are you feeling today as we discuss all of this? I think I would feel embarrassed. I think the fact that everybody is making a mockery out of not only the the fact that he fell, but the way that he fell, and then he was, you know, tweeting some things was my understanding. You don't oftentimes hear the old school, quote unquote, integrity of the game among mm-hmm. modern athletes, or he was disrespect. The fact that Jose Ramirez used the term disrespecting tells me that he really felt Tim Anderson was looking for a fight. So if I'm Tim Anderson, I'm embarrassed that I got hit the way I did. I'm embarrassed that, um, quite frankly, probably the best call of the baseball season so far is of somebody saying down. And I'm embarrassed that a teammate had to, you know, carry me off. Um, Not a good night for either player. Entertaining, yes. Um, But those suspensions are at a crucial time in the season. And, And Tim Anderson, man. I hope you entered concussion protocol and that the trainers looked at you closely because he looked drunk the way he was stumbling. And I wonder if he's going to change his approach with the tags after this <laughs> because that's something that now everybody in baseball is going to be paying attention to um, if he had been notorious for it prior. And by the way, the White Sox <laughs> beat the Guardians 7-4 to because we didn't even discuss uh-huh. the, end, the end of the game. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, we're going to take you down the stretch. It's three and out. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And Carlin, the podcast. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And shout out to Natasha Bedingfield, unwritten. Mm. One of the all time great bops in history. The rest is still unwritten. Indeed, it is. Well, you know what? It's time for Vanessa. It's time for three and out. Ooh, let's do it. Sometimes it's the worst, sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. So we are getting ready to wrap here in a matter of minutes, and we have the rest of the night to do what we want. Vanessa, will watching the Jets on Hard Knocks be part of your evening? Because it premieres tonight. It will. Um... 
I, hard knocks has taken a turn for me. It's become very corporate. It's become very, a lot of guys just trying to have their funny moments on camera. If you caught, uh, or watched the quarterback on Netflix documentary, I thought that is the new wave of what we're going to want to see more of. That being said, I will still be watching. I am interested, um, especially after hearing CJ Uzama talk about how it's different with Aaron Rodgers under center. Um, and difficult at some at some points. I'm interested. I will be watching. What about you? I'll be watching as well. I had kind of been a little disenchanted with Hard Knocks as the years had gone on. Um, we just kind of knew what to expect. A lot of these teams didn't want the cameras and their facilities. Yep. And it, it didn't just have the same sizzle as it once did. And you're right. The quarterback series on Netflix was so outstanding. I absolutely loved it. And... Had it not been Aaron Rodgers and had it not been the Jets, I don't think I would have this same level of excitement. But I want to see what it's like. We're hearing rave reviews from him about what it's been like in the facilities. We're hearing rave reviews from members of his team about what he's been like. And I want to see that in action. I'm hoping that the cameras catch some things that we'll be talking about. And I just want to see what that transition has been like for him. So five episodes. It begins tonight. 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It's an hour long, and all the subsequent episodes will air on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So we'll be locked into that. Now, speaking of the NFL, Vanessa is based in Houston, and we were Mm -hmm. talking during a commercial break about jerseys, about the NFL, and you had something that you wanted to get off of your chest as you are based in Houston about something the Titans are doing this year. So the floor is yours for the second thing in 3 and out. I think it's disrespectful that the Titans are wearing the Houston Oiler jerseys when they play the Texans. I know that the Adams family was able to take that history to Nashville and that technically the history is there. But Warren Moon did not play for the Nashville and and, and in today you're talking about Bruce Matthews, Warren Moon, those classic love you blue jerseys. They belong to the city of Houston. I do not like, especially since they're both in the AFC South, that the Titans are doing this. I hate the term classy in sports, but I'll tell you, I don't think it's a classy move. I don't like it, and I hope the Texans win and beat the Titans, especially that game. I am so with you. I know that they were the Titans for a hot minute when they made the move, or excuse me, they were the Oilers for a hot minute before they made the change to the Titans, but the Oilers were never theirs. They were Houston's. And it just feels like such a blatant money grab. Like a, it's one of the great jerseys in NFL history. The colors, Absolutely. the logo. It's it's a sick uniform. So of course they would want to wear it, and of course people will want to buy it. But some things are not yours to exploit. Some things are not yours to make money off of. And yes, I am sensitive to this issue as well as a girl who oh. lost her team. I am from St. Louis, and when the Los Angeles Rams inevitably do something to honor the greatest show on turf or wear those uniforms, that's not your team. It might still be the Rams. That's St. Louis's team. So I understand why people in Houston would feel a certain type of way about that, because as a St. Louisan, I would feel a certain type of way about it. All right, our final thing here on 3 and Out, we're going to go around the horn here. Chris Carlin, host of this fine program, (laughs) joined us earlier in the show, and Carlin always has great sports takes, but he also, he brings in the tough questions that we need to be asking in life. And we were talking about the perfect sandwich, the perfect construction of a sandwich. Real quickly, here's what Carlin says. It has to have 
No ham. He says ham is horrific. It has to have turkey or chicken on it. Specific cheeses. He says Swiss is out. One condiment. Bacon, if you can, and whatever bread you want. You can kind of choose your own adventure with the bread. So we're going to go around the horn. I want to hear from Mark, Sam, Vanessa, myself. Vanessa, what's your best sandwich? Go. Well, so Chris specifically said that this is a cold sandwich. I'm not a cold sandwich gal, but if I have to do a cold sandwich, I'll do a BLT, extra crispy on the bacon, absolutely no mayo, if anything, a little mustard. Okay, I get my BLTs warm. I want that bread toasted. I want that. I mean, I do too. But if it has to be cold, if it has to be cold, okay, I'll do a BLT cold. Okay, interesting. Mark, you're up next. What's your sandwich of choice? Uh, nice roll. Um, can't go wrong with turkey, which I agree with with Carlin. My choice of cheese could go, go anywhere from pepper jack to mozzarella. And then maybe a little, uh, you know, lately I've been feeling uh, Chipotle ranch. That's been my, uh, my little sauce there. What a vibe. All right, Sam, what do you got? I'm from Jersey, so this is easy. Actually, it's a place called Tasty Sub that if you look it up, Barack Obama shut down all of Route 1 to visit. <laughs> you go and get a honey turkey and salami on white with deli mayo, everything Ooh. on it. It's going to go insane. Wow. I need that. Okay. I need that, absolutely. So um, I am Italian, and you can't go wrong with an Italian sub. Get me that finely shredded lettuce, a tomato, some banana peppers. I need the prosciutto, the salami, a little oil and vinegar, a dash of oregano. Get that white bread in there. Chef's kiss. There you this go, girl. Been, I love that we're talking sandwiches because now I'm going to eat dinner. This has been so fun. Vanessa Richardson, <laughs> outstanding work. Lovely to work with you, my friend. Yes, you as well, Michelle. Thank you. And thank you, of course, to Sam and Mark back in the studio doing great work as well, producing all the content and coming up with all of the jams. Great work from Sam on the ones and twos today. You've been listening to Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. It's been Michelle Smallman and Vanessa Richardson in for the guys. But you don't want to go anywhere because we have great programming coming up here next for you. Joe and Amber is coming your way. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.